And God is good. Hey, this morning, uh, I am uh, filling in for Pastor Lonnie, and uh, I have a, sh a short word. Uh, right after service, though, uh, we are having a baptismal service. So you that are the family here, we know how that goes. That's what we're to do. We love baptismals. Um, we didn't have this planned until earlier this week. That's why you haven't seen anything in the announcements. Um, but we don't need a plan for baptism. Like Pastor said, we'll do it every day. So don't come. We'll find a pot, puddle somewhere to baptize you. So don't ever wait if you need baptized. And so it'll be a very small uh, instructions and teaching on what is baptism. And, and what that means, and uh, we'll move on and, and praise God, baptize uh, people in the kingdom. You know, I have such a simple one-page, look at this, Steve Grubbs, Tony. One page, look at him clapping in the back. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Pastor Steve's got one page of notes. <laughs> huh? Doesn't mean nothing, does it? <laughs> Oh, Lord gave this to me so simple. Sometimes, you know, uh, he'll really have me uh, thinking something through, and, and I always uh, try to deliver what I've been through and what understand, and I've been through some of this, and I feel like I have an understanding of the scripture he gave me. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's just you spend, you know, days wrapping your head around it, you know. But a lot of times... Um, the Lord will just drop an idea to me, you know what I mean, Steve? Just a thought or a scripture, usually a scripture, and, and say, remember this or do this, and then I, I, I go to prayer. And if God don't leave me alone with it, then I know that's his will. That's, uh, and that's the thing, you know, he'll, uh, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in ministry, if God, if it just doesn't escape you, and it's just a way to go or a thing to do or uh, what should I do kind of scenarios in, we come across in life, I've learned that God, it will just be like constantly, no, I got to do this, I got to do this. And if it lines up with scripture, then it's probably God telling you. Um, some people say, well, when God's speaking to you, he'll, he'll confirm three times. I don't know if there's a formula. You know what I mean? I just feel it here. I just know this is the way to go. The light's shining on the path, you know, and, and the word... Uh, it lines up with the character and the word of God. I've always said that before, you know. Uh, we get so strung up on the Bible sometimes, um, and many people think of it as one book, Chaz, you know, and you always hear me say, no, it's the 66 books. But we get so caught up on what's New Testament, what's Old Testament, what's this. You know, really, this word, praise God, that in the United States of America we have it, you know, we have it, and we have no idea how blessed we are because of it. We don't have to, the men that laid pen to paper had to hear directly from the Holy Ghost. They had to be in such a place of, of, of holiness that the, the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit come over and literally possess their hands as they wrote. This didn't come from men's wisdom or education, it came directly from prayer. And as you move into a, a possessive state of the Holy Ghost, and it's Holy Ghost inspired, and that's why it's approved, as if God himself was taking the pen and writing every word, and we get to have that sitting on every shelf we have in the house. Um, and we get so, sometimes is what I was saying here, is we get so uh, tore up between the two Testaments, the Old Testament, uh, New Testament, What's God? What's this God? Here's how I looked at the Old Testament. And here's how I've taken the Old Testament. Here's how I read the Old Testament, full of great stories and scenarios and how God is. But you know what it taught me most, Pastor Terry, is that it showed me the character of God. That's what I get from cover to cover. Who is God? I am that I am. That God. Who's the Yahweh God? Who's the you know what I mean? Every name that God has, who is he in that name? And today, I'm going to direct you to Psalm 1, the very first song of David, the very first psalm that I believe sets the tone of all the psalms. Also, it is also known, and if I was going to title what I was sharing today, it would not be my title because the title that fits this uh, verse 
or this chapter, if you will, uh, is already known worldwide as the two ways. It's the two ways scripture. It's the, 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 the song of two ways. And that's what Psalm 1 is. So if you have your Bible, uh, great. If you don't, uh, Jason will put it up on the screen when I start reading. And I'm going to read it. Uh, and then I'm just going to share my heart about it and help uh, bring some light to it. Um, and see what God wants to uh, say today. So let's, uh, let's pray. Father, I praise you. Lord, we thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that I can stand here. Lord, I can read the holy word of God. Lord, the word that you hold up above your own name. I thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord, as I stand here, a vessel being willing, open to be used of you. God, bring forth, as we dedicate this time to you, in Jesus' name, bring forth your will. Amen. So as I know the character of God, it helps me understand, first of all, everything that Jesus has for us. Every time you hear Jesus speak in the New Testament, um, Jesus himself said, I didn't come to do away with the Old Testament, but to fulfill the Old Testament. So don't let the argument of, well, that was Old Testament. Well, tithing was Old Testament. No, it's the character of God. Does he have to repeat it in the New Testament, really, even though he does through the apostles? It's still the written word of God. So there's a lot of examples that way, right? Uh, that it's really not, um, the, the part that, that transfers to the New Testament is really Jesus revealing the true heart of Father God. Most of the, what he did in the Old Testament and most of how he led the Israelites through the Old Testament was because of the, old, the Israelites, a stiff-necked people. Okay, you want some rules? I'll write 10 of them in the side of a mountain. Knowing all along that there's no way that they could obey all 10 of those commandments, nor can we still today. All along knowing that Jesus Christ had to come and make an atonement for all mankind to take our sins, to take our mistakes and erase it. I think we have a hard time realizing that our past does not define us. I think we have so many Christian people that are haunted by their past. And you need to, first thing I, I need to get in your spirit is you have no past in Jesus' name. You may have learned things and you may be a little bit more smarter and you may have went to the school of hard knocks like I did, but my past, meaning my past mistakes, doesn't define who I am in Christ. It doesn't define the new life that I'm on. It doesn't define where I'm going in life. I'm talking yesterday and beyond. And we get, the, the, there is an enemy of the soul that just wants to always remind us of our past. And he absolutely is dumb enough that he is an accuser of the brethren and goes and reminds God of our past. That's how stupid Satan in that realm of princes and principalities are. And if he can filter that into us, then it kind of keeps us stagnant, if you will, and we don't really move into the abundant life that Jesus is talking about. This first psalm confirms everything. It is the Bible, it is the book, it is the single chapter that defines Christianity or a child of God. Did you know that? This one chapter, we have a program here at uh, Passion called Lit, Leaders in Training, that Kendra and Christian uh, and pastors put together, and, and, and we do that uh, every, as often as the Lord says to do it, you know, um, it's to help, uh, actually, it's just, it, it just brings a, a lot of uh, discipline, it brings a lot of education, and it also brings some foundation, foundational Christian truths and, and basics to uh, first of all, help you even if you have a calling in ministry, it'll help you move towards that ministry. But it's so good that if you just, you know, want to be a better leader in your workplace, you want to be a better boss, you know, the, 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 cl the class will help you do that. It's about a nine month, is it nine month? Seven months, seven to nine months, depending on what they decide. Um, 
And is this the first scripture that they memorize? So with that whole class, the very first memorization is Psalm 1. So let's hear what's, what it has to say. I'm going to read it out of the King James because I like the King James. And um, it does have a clear understanding, I believe. One of my favorites, and I've referenced and, and went back to this chapter many times in my life. So let's break it down real quick. The two paths, blessed or blessed, how many want to be blessed? Whoo, come on now. We all want to be blessed. But what is blessed? And what's your definition of blessed? When I say blessed, or you hear, I want to be blessed, what is the blessing in your interpretation? What are you saying to yourself, I want to be blessed or blessed? But more importantly, none of that matters except what God's intention was when he says blessed is the man. Okay, God, what's your blessing? So I love it. Blessed is the man or the woman, okay? Remember, when you hear a, a chapter like this, ladies, you're not off the hook. He's talking Blessed is mankind, <laughs> okay? Blessed is man and woman, or woo, man, you know? So, is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law doth he, does he meditate day and night. And he or she shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That is one through three. So immediately I have those three out of the whole chapter underlined in my Bible. You should have that. And you should know these three, if not the whole chapter or six verses. But let the word soak in here a minute. Put it back up, if you will, Jason or Autumn. Thank you. Let that soak in a minute. Oftentimes, you have to just look at it, right? Rather than just read it. How many of you just sit there and stare at it? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Many questions do I have there. Number one, what does he mean by counsel? And what does he mean walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly? I have another question. Who is the ungodly? Nor does he stand in the way of sinners. Nor does he stand in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of scornful. What is scornful? What is a sinner? Because God says, blessed is the man that walketh not in these areas. So if I want to be blessed of God and know that his blessings on my life, I need to understand this chapter if it's the only chapter in the whole entire Bible I need to understand, except Christ and him crucified for my sins. Does blessing mean financial? Could be. Abraham was blessed financially. Is it blessed in health? Is it blessed in relationship? Is my marriage blessed? Am I blessed Let's finish the chapter. For the ungodly are not so, but are like chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, 
but the way of the ungodly shall perish. This psalm tells us about two groups of people. People who want to please God and people who do not respect God. At all. These two groups of people along different paths, each path leads a different result. Verse 6 tells us what happens to people in each of these groups. If someone does not do, if, if someone does not do what wicked people tell them to do, if he does not join with the sinners, or if he does not meet with those who laugh at God, God has blessed that person. So Blessed is the man that walketh not in the council. We, at times, as we define this, I want you to just get this, and I won't take long at all on this concept. It's, it, it really doesn't have to be a long out, drawn out thing here. I just want to leave you with these thoughts. Blessed is that person that does not take counsel from the ungodly. The ungodly in, in a sense that when we say the ungodly, they just don't really care about the ways of the church, the ways of God, but yet um, many Christians, is where I'm going here, is many of us seek and go after and we still walk in the counsel of ungodly and we heap it onto us, but we do at times, take counsel from the ungodly. We're trained up in it. How? Who are you listening to, in other words? Who are you listening to? Who are you taking counsel with? Who are you guiding with? Who, are, who, who do you have, whether it's a relative, whether it's a friend, whether it's a boss, who is speaking into your life? What counsel are you coming under? And the Lord says, blessed are those that do not walk in the counsel of those that disregard my name and don't pay any attention to who I am or read my word or meditate on it day or night. Steve, if you stay away from those and don't take counsel there, some people take it even farther that we have we we get so wrapped up and, well, it, the doctor said to do this. Well, or, you know, some people go deeper and say, well, I can't even, t I, I got to take counsel from God. I got to take counsel from this. I know Christians that will not even seek medical help outside of emergency, but I mean, just day-to-day -day medical advice and medical help. Christian people that want to absolutely verify that the doctor, even physical doctor they're seeing, are, are, are uh, one that's obeying this word as well, meditating on the law of the Lord. Christian, if you will, in their ways. Not the ungodly, but I want a godly doctor. I don't know about you, but I, I think I'd, I'd rather have a godly doctor if I could choose myself, you know? Uh, so, there, you know, there are people. So, let me uh, slam through this. It, uh, he is happy when he obeys the law of the Lord. God has blessed that person. When we write Lord like this, it is a special name for God. Sometimes peoples write it as Yahweh or Jehovah. It is his own name that was told that he told Moses in Exodus 3:14 it means I am who I am. This shows that God has always been there and will always be there. When you hear I am that I am that I am. I was at your life when you took your first breath and I'll be there when you take the last. That's what he means when he says I am that I am. I am that God. I am. I always was. I always was. God has always been. God was not created. He's always been. I am that I am. So when Moses said, what is your name? God, I am that I am. I was here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm the beginning. Jesus said it this way. I'm the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. Jesus called himself that. I am the beginning. So I use that many times. Uh, as comfort to myself to know that God is, he's, he's at the beginning, he's at my end. 
He knows when I'm my last day is on earth. He knows when I'm going to be in eternity. He knows every step of the way. You can interpret it this way. When he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, I am the beginning, and I went to the end, and I came back. And that way I know how to take you there, right? He's been to the end of our life. Each, if you bring it down that personal, uh, he can say, Tracy, I've already been to the end of your life. I know the last day. I know when you take your breath and where you'll be and who will be around your bedside. I've already been there. Whew. Nothing will take you out. Nothing will kill you. No disease will have an effect on you until God says it. You will sit here and you will serve God and you will praise God and you will go. So you take comfort in, I will never, God knows. He's already been there. He's not wondering what's going to happen. Jesus said it best, choose this day whom you're going to serve for you're not promised tomorrow. We don't know, but he knows. And we know as mankind, we do everything we can to preserve every day we have on this earth. We spend, some spend millions and millions, if not thousands of dollars, trying to uh, stay young and youthful. New cheeks and new chins and Botoxes and lips and all kinds of stuff, clinging to this life instead of just relaxing and being blessed and saying, God's the beginning and the end. That's the Lord. When, it's, when, when we use his name this way, that's what we're saying is, I am that I am. It shows that God will always be there, always be there, and will never go away. He thinks about God's law, uh, this man or this woman uh, you think about God's law day and night. He meditates on God's law. Ask yourself, do you find yourself meditating day and night on God's word? And it's an honest question. Or do you just wake up one day and, oh, yeah, it's church day. I think I'll go to church. Well, I don't really feel like going to church. Or, hey, we're busy. But if you've meditated on God's word day and night, day and night, day and night, day and night, that's what the scripture is saying. It's not once in a while. It's day and night. Blessed is that man. Blessed is that woman who thinks about God's law during the day and the night. He will become, that man will become like a tree that grows beside the stream of a water. A stream of water, a lake. Have you ever seen the trees along, they look the best in the land. If they're within 50 feet of a river, they're the best looking trees in the land. The leaves don't wither. My trees, I have several trees at my place right now, oak trees and ash trees, and their leaves are withering, Steve. They're withering already now because they're, <laughs> they're starving. We need some rain. Them big old oak trees, I imagine they drink some water, and their leaves are withering. But the Lord says, Karen, that we will be planted by the rivers of water that their leaves will never wither always look fresh and green and vibrant and when your leaves are that way that's your fruit it will become like a tree that grows beside streams of water that gives its fruit in the right season and its leaves do not even fall off everything that person does has a good result But wicked people are as empty as chaff. Now we hear wicked. Well, I'm not wicked. Let me define wicked. Wicked in this context is someone that doesn't care about God. That's a wicked person, according to the word. We hear wicked and we think, you know, bad dude, right? Wicked bad person. I mean, they just destroy people and they uh, kill people and they're just wicked or they do evil things and they plan against you and wrongfully accuse you and, and just, that's, that's not wicked to God. That's a sinner. Wickedness is someone that just disregards him and his law. Did we know that? Or doesn't meditate on it day and night? They're blown, this could get so much deeper when you talk about chaff. Do we know what chaff is? Some of us, I can even break it down, specifically they were talking about harvesting wheat 
and then and and the willowing, you know, and then the chaff that's left over, the wind just kind of blows it away, and you don't worry about it. Well, um, that's what you're talking about. The wicked's like chaff; it's just blown away. Wicked people do not obey God's rules. God will blow them away like chaff one day or obey his commands, if you will. The rule of God, the lordship of our heavenly father. We're seeking to obey God's rules. God will blow them away like chaff one day so they will not go free when God judges them. Sinners cannot join the people, cannot join with God's people. The people are right with God. God judges all people. He will decide if the, who are guilty. The Lord takes care of people who respect him, but the wicked people are living in a way that will take them to a very bad end. So, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. The ones that mock God, scornful. They mock, ha, ha, ha. And he shall be like a tree planted by water, rivers of water. And, and as I continue down to verse 6, um, not even 6, uh, 4, 3. At the end of uh, verse 3, his leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper or doeth. Everything we do. And why such a simple little word I want to have you think on and, and, and this week, and why would the Lord, why is this even a topic on a Sunday morning? Because church universal does not understand it. We get so wrapped up in our own ways and our own uh, trials and tribulation and, and decision-making and, and all this, if we just look back and say, I want to be blessed. Blessed, and, and is what they're saying here is in blessed, is, is not, 100% you got no troubles. Blessed is everything, it's what we work towards. You're blessed. You're blessed of God. You're, you, you've got, and you know it. You know you're blessed of God. It's not anything you've done on your own. It's not anything you've done of, of your own works, but you want to be blessed of God. Everything you touch will prosper. Every decision you make, every business venture you make, every relationship you have, everything you do, Everything you set your hand to do will prosper. And all you have to do, all I have to do, you mean, God, all I have to do is meditate on your word day and night? All I have to do is, is o o obey what it says? And all I have to do is take counsel with, with, with godly people and not the ungodly and not sit among sinners and scornful and, and, and make my life with them? Oh, it sounds so easy, but it's so hard. It's so hard to say bye to that buddy or that friend that doesn't think like I'm talking right now. He's asking you to get out of the way and don't even sit with them. It goes much deeper. It goes so much deeper that sometimes, for those of you that are in here, I haven't even 100%, I don't think, met everybody yet that are getting baptized. You're saying yes to this and no to that. When you say, if you skip verse one and you just say, I'm gonna delight myself in the law of the Lord. I am not going to sit or standeth in the way of sinners. If you just did that alone, it would come with great sacrifice. It would come with great sacrifice because you, this means you have to change your life. You have to change who you're hanging with. You have to change your friends. You even have to look at some family members and say, sorry, bro. I don't, I don't sit at that table anymore. I have a large family. And man, when my family gets together, it's like you want to forget about everything and God because it, it's just you can get lost in what's not important real fast, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? We can get uh, uh, lost 
You get wrapped up on a family camp out or a weekend or a float trip and totally forget about anything real quick. And it's those little things that you make decisions in that are hard that make a difference on whether you're a blessed woman or man of God. It's the little sacrifices that you choose to obey is what I'm saying here. Blessed is the man. It comes with great sacrifice. It comes with great sacrifice because I have to give up and I have to separate myself from the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners or and some of that is my closest people that you would think, whether it be family, whether it be friends, whether it be co-workers, and now I'm a stranger in their land. Can you do it? Can you take a stand for righteousness and be the one that offers godly counsel and not the one that offers worldly counsel or things that are not of the kingdom of God? That's what I'm saying here is everybody wants to be blessed. And when you're blessed of God, here's the good thing. Only God can take it away. Nothing else will harm you. Did we not read it? Everything I do will prosper. No devil and no man, no flesh and bone can take what God has blessed me with. When you get his blessing. Now, we can be blessed of men. We can be blessed from good decisions or good investments or good this financially or we can have just a good life right now and everything's good. I promise you, if you don't meditate, as we as people, the created people of God, if we don't meditate day and night on God's word, destruction will come your way. It will come. Oh, no, I don't, no, Destruction doesn't stop at your door because we just went to church on Sunday morning. Destruction doesn't, the thief and the enemy that's out to destroy your soul and to destroy your life here or even on earth and, 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 and bring all kinds of storms and sickness and disease and, and all the stuff that comes along with, with, with the enemy, it doesn't stop because we decided to one day um, go to church because God's not looking for church attendance. He's looking for hearts. He's looking for people that say, I will meditate on your word day and night, God. It will guide me on my path. Everything I do will be about you. I will think about it. I will obey it. I will stand on it. And I won't stand in the way of sinners. I won't take counsel from ungodly people. I won't do those things that they are doing. I'm going to be different. I'm going to stand this way. And then is what happens is God says, now that person, everything he does will prosper. Because he's got my blessing on him. It's got my blessing. He here, he shares my heart. Being blessed of God is not being a Christian. The psalmist was saying, get this first. Out of all the psalms, get this. Blessed are you will and blessed will you be if you say no to this way and say yes to this way. If you meditate and you obey the words and the commands that are in this word, blessed will you be. Blessed will be your marriage. Blessed will be your career. Blessed will be your children. Blessed will be your house. Blessed will be your finances. It didn't stop. Don't single this out and make it blessed. When sometimes when we uh, hear blessed, oh, he's blessed. What are you saying he's blessed? Everybody I talk to, oh, you're, you know, well, you're just blessed. You know, or you're blessed. Of course I'm blessed. I'm blessed that I took a breath today. To me, that's a blessing. It seems like we always hear the word blessed, Steve, and we associate it with financial or monetary gain. That is not what he's saying here. Blessed will you be, and now, oh, blessed. Well, even if it did, if God said, blessed will you be, oh, man, come on, Jesus. Even if it did, if Jesus himself said, blessed you will be, I'll fill your bank 
with overflowing money and financial problems will not be a worry anymore. You'll give to the poor. You'll build houses for the poor. You'll, uh, I'll just, you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed among men and money's no problem. That's one thing out of the way. Don't worry about it. And, and if that was the true meaning, some still wouldn't meditate on his word day and night to get it. Blessed is that his word is my life. When you meditate on God's word day and night, it's your lamp, it's your food, it's your life. It defines who you are. It defines who I am. And when I go against it or if I fall from it, I am quick to shape myself up. I don't need uh, anything but his word. His word guides me. His word keeps me. His word, because I dedicate it, because I meditated on day and night, I know how to treat my wife. Because I meditated day and night, I know how to handle my money. Because I meditated day, on, uh, and, day and night, I know those things to do that keep me to a place. And because I'm meditating on the word, it's the word that allows all this to open up so that you can be blessed. Blessed is the man. Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. They don't know. The way they know is death. The way of the ungodly is death and destruction. Take no counsel with them, nor sit on the seat of sinners. People on the wrong path of God. People that don't know my heart. People that don't know who I am. People that mock my name. People that just think I'm a, 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 a genie in a bottle. Take no counsel with them. But come this way and sit. And you'll be planted like a tree by the rivers of water. And everything you do, your leaf won't wither. That means it won't die. Everything you touch will prosper and it will not die. Your health, your days will be long on the earth. You'll, you'll, you'll have me every time you turn around. But I'm telling you, church, to have that life, oh, what a beautiful life. I don't buy a gospel that says because I'm a Christian that I gotta live suffering in this life. Yes, I'll suffer enough, but I don't have to live. The suffering doesn't define my life. Jesus said, I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Abundantly does not mean suffering. I want a life that the psalmist David sang about in the very first book, in the very first psalm, is blessed as the man. I can't take counsel with ungodly. I can't listen to you. Even if you're mom and dad, I had to sit at my mother one time that was trying to make some big decisions in her life. She knew her time on earth was short. She knew that she had been facing some uh, health problems. And I had to sit and tell her how everything she was doing, and this was what was going on in her life. And I said, Mom, blessed, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. And you, you can see the destruction that the counsel of the ungodly will bring. And it won't always end in blessing. I'm just saying it's a road of destruction at many times that we're led uh, almost to a slaughterhouse, if you will. Are you willing to make the sacrifices that this is suggesting that I'll delight my, I'll delight I'm, I'm going to delight in the law of the Lord. I'm going to delight in it. It's, it's, it's the call to Christianity is to change everything you know and to die to yourself and your ways and the ways of this world and, and, and be the blessed person as I sacrifice relationships and I sacrifice uh, things that I do uh, is tough, but I've done it. And I know for sure that I walk every day of my life expecting to see the scripture lived out in my life. And I can take it to God. And I can say, Lord, 
you, you are the Lord that searches my heart. You know that I meditate day and night on this word. You know that I let it guide me. You know that every decision I make is lined up with the word of God and I won't make any decisions. And if anything comes my way that causes me to choose this word or to choose not, then I choose your way. He knows that. He knows that in secret. See? So choose this day. Like I said earlier, and I'll close with that, is you're choosing to get baptized and you're in this house today and you're saying, I want to be baptized. I want you to understand real clear right now, it is not your salvation. Baptism does not save you. What? I've heard people, you know, at a funeral, oh, I hope he was baptized. Holding their trust and everything that they were sprinkled as a baby when they were little. That's why we don't uh, preach baby baptism here. How's that baby choose Christ? He's like Christ. <laughs> you know. So we raise up a child in the way they shall go. And when they're old enough, they can choose to follow Christ. We all do that with our children. I don't force my children to be baptized. The Holy Ghost will tell them They'll know when they make a choice for Christ what baptism means. So as all we can do um, is you're saying to this, I want to be the man that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And I want to be a woman and a man, or a man that meditates on your word, God, day and night. And I want to be obedient to it. And I'll take no counsel with the wicked and I'll sit in no seat with those who mock you. In other words, I disassociate. And they don't have to mock God with their mouth, only their life actions. That's mocking God. If you say I'm, you're Christ-like, if you call yourself a Christian, but you do nothing like Christ, you're mocking God. See, well, I don't say nothing bad about God or I don't mock him. You do by that single act. I don't want any, I'm not going to sit with that anymore. I'm making a change in my life. And today, baptism is you saying this. I want every one of my friends and family to know, in this congregation, to know that I am a new person. Now, if you're not on that list, we got a tank full. And if you haven't been baptized and you want to make a dedication to Christ, and you want to be baptized into his family through the symbolic uh, ceremony of baptismal, it's, it, this is what you're saying. I no longer live, but I have, been, I have been crucified and I die with Christ. And I, as I go down in this water, it's the grave. That man is dying. That woman is dying. That girl you knew yesterday is dying. The girl you knew, the man you knew six months ago is dying. And when I come up out of that water, I am symbolically representing that I have been resurrected into a new life. And that because Jesus Christ was resurrected, I am coming up into a new life. Now, when you see me, when you talk to me, when you walk near me, when you come to my house, it's not going to be like yesterday. I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry, uh, friends and family, but the rock and roll music was, uh, it's, I'm an example, it's gone. The, that weed I used to smoke, it's gone. That drinking I used to do, it's gone. That everything, it's gone. I have made a decision that I am going to follow Christ and I am going to be obey, I'm going to obey his word and I'm going to meditate it on day and night. That's what you're saying is I am a new creation. I don't know it all yet. I just know that Christ is real, that he forgave me. It usually comes like this. You were heavy laden. You carried many burdens. You were sick, maybe healed. Something happened to you that you know without a shadow of doubt Christ is resurrected and he's alive. When you know that, that's when you say, I need to be baptized. Baptism is not an act of uh, salvation. It's not a requirement to salvation. It's not uh, a religion ritual thing you do. It's a, th a thing that happens in the, inside you. 
this, oh no, I, I want everybody to know. I, I, want, this, I want this to happen. And, and sometimes some of your greatest victories in life happen after that water baptism. So your anointing kind of comes on you. The anointing even to do what I'm talking about that. It's, it's the blessing of God comes and rests on you because uh, you, that first act of obedience was yes. That's why the word says believe and be baptized. First believe on God. Believe that God raised him from the dead. Believe that he is who he says he is. And now will you be baptized into that? Will you, will you say no to your life and the way of, of the wicked and the the way of the scornful, in the way of the sinner, in the way I'm not going to stand in that way. I'm going a new way, and I don't know everything yet, but I'm going to learn it because I'm going to meditate on his word day and night. And when I do that, blessed I'll be, and everything I do will prosper. Don't buy the gospel that says you're going to have trouble all the time and nothing's going to work. Jesus said we would have trouble in this life, but take heart. He didn't mean affliction and oppressed of the devil. He meant we're going to have some trouble. You're going to have trouble when you have to tell your mama that you can't partake anymore in what you're doing. That's why he said, I have come to turn mother against daughter, not to bring peace. Why would Jesus say that? Because daughter made a decision for Christ and mom doesn't like it. And it divides them. It wasn't his will. And then God would say to the one, you meditate on my word day and night. You seek my face. You find me. You learn from me. My yoke is easy. And you pray for your mother in your house and I'll save them all. And I'll bring them. But until then, take no counsel. You know, it's, and it's hard. It's hard, man. It's hard. That's what trouble brings. That's the trouble Jesus is talking about. In this life, you're going to have trouble because you take a stand for me, brother. All that goes away and you're going to be mocked and made fun of and spit on and ridiculed and all these things. But you take a stand and you meditate on this word and you'll be blessed. And when God blesses you, no man destroys it. Amen. And no devil in hell will have authority and will and the authority that he's been given to run roughshod in your life, you have the ability and the power of Christ to stop now. And that's what we do. We call things that are not as though they were in our house. We know, we tell the devil exactly uh, what, what the plan is for him and where he stops. We know and we meditate on God's word day and night. And yes, I am not popular in my family. I may not be always popular in my workplace. I may not always be popular amongst people. And I may seem facetious to some people. And oh my goodness, they're the ones that, you know. No, it's uh, when I meditate and I read things like, protecting my eye gates, protecting my house. And then I have to tell even a Christian brother that uh, uh, I don't, oh no, we don't uh, watch certain TV shows. And they say, well, man, they're, they're holy people. I've had Christian brothers and sisters say, oh, they're holy for that. That's mocking God. You stay there in your poverty situation. You stay there with a sick spirit. You stay there. But if you will change the way we think about things, and understand who we are in Christ, and understand what the Word says about us, now we're able to be a light to the world. We're able to go and destroy the works of the devil in, in, in your neighbor's life, and even in your own family members. And you can lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover. And you can tell demons to flee and quit oppressing people, and they obey. That's how, that's how big this is. It's not just a fancy, pretty little scripture that you read and quote and to make you feel good in a moment. It's, a, it's, 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 it's life. So, chew on that. Short version. I had to do a short version. It's so much. Choose this day. That's why Jesus said, choose this day whom you're going to serve. Will you blend in like the world or will you be separated out of it? Will you be persecuted for my namesake? You high school kids in public school. Will you take a stand for righteousness? Will you take a stand and wear a Christian across your forehead and take the trouble that it will bring your way? Will you? 
meditate on the word day and night, even at a young age? Has Jesus revealed himself to you? Do you believe that he is the risen Lord? And that opens to the whole thing. None of this applies until we believe that he's who he says he is, that he's real. So those are the questions. That's the challenge that comes out of this first psalm. It's not to make me feel good when I read it. Blessed is the man. I think some of us read it just over and over and over and don't realize, Steve, what it means. Do you? Ask yourself now, do you? Do you meditate on God's word? Do you, and on his law, do you meditate? What's God's law? I don't know. Then you cannot meditate on it. It's not what I say. It's not always what a preacher says. It's not what the church says. It's what God says. That's his law. Learn his law, meditate on it, delight in it, and love it. This goes so much farther, and I'll close with this. I want to be the tree by the rivers of water that people seek refuge and come and sit in the shade and find peace and joy. How many of you, does it feel good on a 70-degree day to sit under a shade tree while a stream's running by in front of you? How good does that feel? Man, that feels good. You're just like, man, I can hear of all creation screaming there's a God in situations like that. <laughs> Maybe a little deer over there drinking out of the creek, you know, and you be like, yeah, that's God. Peace. And we can be like that because we're planted like that tree. And if you learn the character of God, he will send, he'll trust that tree. He'll trust that person and he'll send people to you to take counsel of you and to, to learn of you and to uh, seek refuge under your tree even. So, Lord, I thank you for this word. I thank you, Lord. I hope I uh, shared your heart in this. It's a choice, God. Lord, I meditate on your word. I delight in it, God. It come with great sacrifice. It still comes with great sacrifice, but Lord, I'll choose it. We thank you, Lord, that you give us this word to challenge us. You give us a word because you love us, Lord. This is not to condemn us. This is not to make us feel bad. This is saying, hey, children, blessed is this man. You'll be blessed. And I thank you for it, Lord. Everyone here in the sound of my voice, God, bless them. Let them understand what it takes what it is and who you are and the compassion and the love that you have for your creation because that love will draw them to your word to meditate on and to delight in, Lord. I praise you and I thank you for this simple but deep word. In Jesus' name, amen.